What's up, everybody? We're releasing an episode um, a little bit more quickly here. We uh, recorded this one when I was doing the intro and the outro for uh, the Spag episode. And uh, basically, Jake was coming over to my place. No regret, Jake. Uh, and me and Ryan were already doing this recording. And then I thought, wait a minute. If Jake's here, why don't we just do another podcast with him? So I just threw him on the mic and, and we got to chat for a little bit. And um, I actually think the more times I bring people on repeatedly onto the podcast, the better the conversations get. People are getting more and more and more comfortable. Um, and so anyways, I've got some updates for you guys. If you are donating five bucks or more on Patreon now, you you get access to the after show. That's a private podcast only for people who are Patreon supporters. And that's starting with this episode. So if you're liking this and you want to hear us continue on and talk, uh, maybe be a little bit more off the cuff, uh, you go ahead and, and just support us there and then you'll get access to that. We're trying to get a system set up where you're really getting something back if you are supporting us. Um, and that's obviously, as I'm always saying in the podcast, patreon.com forward slash tasteless podcast. And uh, is there anything else you need to mention? I think that's just about it. Oh, we might be changing the release date. Oh, we'll, yeah, that's that's quite important. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're thinking about doing Fridays. Uh, we're going to pull Patreon users. I might put a poll on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, and in, in this conversation, I mean, Jake, we, we just talk about whatever. We're just riffing. Um, he came over to my house to talk about KSL uh, because he's he was filling in for Artosis. Artosis was at Corrupted Corrupt. Corrupted cup. <laughs> corrupted, corrupted cup uh, in Russia. <laughs> Whoa, my mouth is not working today. He was at Corrupted Cup in Russia, and so uh, I needed somebody to fill, so I was over there. He was over at my place. I was showing him StarCraft stuff uh, so we could get ready for the cast. Uh, anyways, enjoy this episode. Here you go. So should we start? Should we just go? All right. <laughs> well, we, Hi Jake. Hello. So Jake, Jake just got to my house. We happen to have the mic set up because uh, I was going to record the intro and the outro for episode thirteen with Spag, which was a fucking dope episode. And uh, Jake has come over. Mm-hmm. No regret. Excuse me. Has come I'm over here. because tomorrow we have the first day of KSL. Indeed, we do. Artosis is in Russia, um, along with Rapid. They're yes. both down there at Corrupted Cup. Artosis is playing. That's exciting. So if you've if you're listening to this, this is before he has won the entire tournament. <laughs> and uh, Jake is down here. We're going to do, do some prep work yeah. for StarCraft 1. What is it like for you as a StarCraft 2 player? To commentate StarCraft 1? By the way, I want to let everybody know. We sprung this on him. We just realized the mics <laughs> no, were no, set no, up and he's okay. here. We might as well just force him I'm to do a podcast. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to do a podcast. It, it's interesting. It's really interesting because it's originally the game that got me into it. But, but at the same you time... Were like what? How old? Very young, like eight, nine. When I was getting out of it, I was like nine or ten. So like the oh my, my entire exposure to StarCraft One was between the ages of like five and ten. So my understanding of competition itself was very limited, and all my games were basically UMS and like you know fastest or whatever, like just the fun stuff. Nothing competitive. Did you do the campaign? No. <laughs> you I didn't should, do the I should, campaign. I should have, but I did not. I think I did, but I, I was too young to understand it fully because I don't remember any of it now. But I feel like I did. So I, uh, did you ever play Warcraft 2? No. So that's the one I started on. Yeah. That's a, that's and it was <laughs> like, th- this was before I even knew what an RTS was. Well, I mean, they, I guess they were just kind of being developed. It's like when, I guess for everybody that's listening now, it's like like when you first played a Battle Royale. Where you're like, <laughs> well, this is just different. Right. You know what I mean? This is it's, it, it is a shooting game, but it has a completely different feeling to it. And 
There's yeah. so many people in the same game and stuff. I remember seeing Warcraft 2, and my mind was like fucking blown. <laughs> I remember I was watching my friend's older brother. He was playing. I kept saying, well, which, which, which one are you? And he goes, I'm all of them. I'm the orcs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God. And I said, what are you doing? I'm like, and this is, I was probably like 10 or something like that mm. when I was watching this. Happen. I said, what are you doing? He goes, we're mining wood to make boats. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. He made the boat. He loaded it up with ogres. And the boat went across the water and unloaded and then killed all these peasants You're right. and, and, and foot soldiers. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's interesting. And then that was, and eventually uh, that volleyed me into StarCraft, which is where I got into Some of my first experiences with StarCraft, I, re- I remember like just lifting and landing buildings and that kind of stuff and just playing around with the mechanics yeah. of the game because they were so different from what I experienced. Like even just loading and unloading stuff was crazy. Yeah. It's like, whoa. I can like transport these units up a cliff and then put them down here and they live here now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I crazy. remember lifting my starport and landing on a cliff. I'm like, no one's touching the starport. It's up on a cliff now. Yeah. You know? I'm going to build flying units on a cliff. Up there. Yeah. yeah. But like, I just actually a know exactly like that, that yeah. plan when I first landed a starport onto high ground and I'm like, well, this makes this sense. Makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> make air units up here and it doesn't have to be connected to the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, what, that's so what I crazy. did. So I guess eventually that pulled me in. The only reason why I played StarCraft 2 is because I had fond memories of StarCraft 1, but it, it was the first uh, ladder I ever played, so I was r- really drawn in by like improving. I love laddering. <clears throat> but the original point, which is an interesting one, is how, how what's it like to commentate StarCraft 1 as a StarCraft 2 Yeah, well, I would just... I, because, you know, for me, it was kind of fascinating. I want to point out, so Ryan's taking a picture of the picture. I am in my underwear here, but I, I think that's, <laughs> if, you're, if you're paying... At least $5 on Patreon, you'll see me in my underwear with a shirt on. Okay, so okay. it's not that disgusting, but I just realized as you were doing that, I'm like, yeah, we just, we really did this on the fly, didn't we? Um, Yeah, for me, it was tricky to kind of learn how to cast StarCraft 2 after coming from StarCraft 1 because there were things I had to unlearn. What is it like for you? Well, it's different, right? Because you, you got lucky a little bit with it because it was so new, right? Yeah, that's like, true. You can't really go wrong with it when it's the new because you it's it's so new like everyone's figuring out everything the, the game everyone was playing so poorly and everything was so unoptimized that even as a commentator you can just commentate what's happening on the screen you're not wrong this is how i was able to cast heroes of the storm like, yeah i was not good at mobas well I, yeah I, i'm just sort of like okay like I, I i'm gonna try to figure this out but i can't be that wrong you really can't you know, because right? it's like we don't really but know. for me yeah <laughs> it's reversed i'm i'm commentating a game that's you know 10 15 years starcraft old. one is like no, it's, it's this game's twenty one years old. Yeah, it's almost so. As old this as is me. like a, so <laughs> among the. It's basically the most hardcore mm. viewer base or people who are trying to get into it now. Right, which is not too late to get into either StarCraft. Still, it's going to be around forever. But yeah, the average consumer of Brood War Two has like very strong opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm probably not that bad for, as a commentator for the average person, but for the uh, average audience of Brood War. It's not the average person, you know what I mean? Right. So I feel like I'm not a great substitute, but at the same time, like I can't be because I didn't grow up playing the game and I don't play it every day and I don't like it, it, it's not my main source of income and it's not what I pride myself on. So it's really hard to like, I, I don't just go into being like, so oh, basically rain shoots up target to clarify what you're saying for people listening. Mm-hmm. You know, Artosis is going to be out of town. Um, you're a Starcraft two code S. Code S, player, two time, two time mm-hmm. Code S player, soon to be three. Time. A grandmaster. Uh, I mean, you, you've done everything in StarCraft too. Yes. Okay. You run a team house for pro gamers out here. But 
nobody besides Danami really had as a long background <laughs> in StarCraft One, so we're kind of in this odd spot out here. Right. Um, the work is enough that Danami can basically do all the days unless something happens where we have to go overseas. Right. Or like somebody gets sick or something. Um, so you're in this spot where you're trying to learn the game and cast it as well as you can. But it is it is a different game than StarCraft Well, even 2. like my high experience, high knowledge of StarCraft 2 can in- inhibit me or hurt me in Brood War. Because yeah. you can make correlations between the two games that are incorrect or you can assume things that are incorrect. Like I would almost rather come into it with no experience than what I have because it's so unintuitive sometimes. Well, like, yeah. Like obvi- all the simple stuff I've figured out already. Like I'm not going to go in it being like, oh, it's weird. Zerg's down in supply. He's just dead. Because well, that would be the case in StarCraft 2. Yeah. Like if you're a TVZ and you're down 20 supply, you're dead. I don't right, care who you right. are. But in StarCraft 1, it's nothing like that. Yeah. You can have a Zerg at like 110 supply and a Protoss at 200 supply. Yeah. It's like, we don't know who's going to win. So like that, that, like that itself is so unintuitive for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I've learned to move past all that stuff and it's been a process, but it's still a process. It's still going. Uh, and the fact that I'm here now to study is, it's, you know, an example of me not just like going into it being like, oh, the Marine shoots the target. So what do, what do you feel like you want to learn today? I mean, I actually like, want to learn like, more what, for playing. For playing? I, feel I like, actually think playing is, is the, the key thing that allows you to get the knowledge, specifically in StarCraft 1, yeah. especially if you're from StarCraft 2, because what you see on the screen, it's, it's deceptive. Mm-hmm. In StarCraft 1, you can take a maxed army <laughs> and actually move it up a ramp Right. Overwhelm something. There's all these complications oh, yeah. <laughs> with like just trying to get a small army to go up. Goons, yeah, they do not like just run up a ramp, or you know, they try to fight on on hills. Mm-hmm. And when you get the feel for that, suddenly it changes. I think the landscape in your head of of what's actually happening. Well, actually, it's possible too. Yeah, like you may look at it and see like, oh, it's four goons versus two on a high ground. Why doesn't he just go up the ramp? Yeah, you, you it's can't. Like, well, <laughs> actually, yeah. Right. Uh, workers also are stronger in StarCraft One. Yeah, it's just they're, they're shockingly better. Yeah, they are. They're like one of the best units in the game, basically, when you're in fights. Because the AI doesn't prioritize workers ever in a fight. I've had some really weird experiences with workers, too, though. Like, I'm, I have a bunch of probes against Zerglings. I'm just like, they just, they probes just die. Oh, they just die. Yeah. 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 No, I've been... but In my own play, I've been... I've come to this conclusion that I just... If I ever let Zerglings get past my wall in, you're just I'm dead. probably going to lose the game. <laughs> yeah. It can be two as well. Right. And at high levels, people, when people do this, they'll like run around with two lings. Mm-hmm. And uh, they never die. <laughs> and they never die. And then they'll send a bunch of lings to the front. And the two lings that were in my main down and kill the cannon. Right. So I, it's, it, there's this whole yeah. thing you got to learn about just never letting anything happen early on. But yeah, that, that's, that's a problem with coming back as a commentator for Brood War. Yeah. Because I think if it was a new esport in any, I would do really well. Like I'm not, I'm not like a super ego, like I do everything perfectly or whatever. But like, things that I can't just call what's happening on the screen because it's it's so much deeper than that because of how many years it's been developing. You know what I mean? Is the it, game's been developing for so many years. It's unfair to just commentate what's happening on the screen. It's the same with StarCraft too. It's just so yeah. deep. Um, but a new eSport really doesn't have that much depth because it hasn't been developed yet, even in the pro level. Right. You're just playing fast or you're just doing things that other people don't you expect. you figured out some gimmick and you're right. trying to do that as quickly as possible. There's no depth to it yet. But right. like now, both StarCraft 2 and StarCraft 1 have been out for so many years. StarCraft 2 has been out for almost 10. Uh, StarCraft 1 yeah. been out for now. 20. So like these yeah. games have so much depth to them. Like You can't just go into it commentating without uh, a ton of experience. One of the things I found challenging, I, I shouldn't say challenging, just a thing I've kind of figured out with casting StarCraft 2 is that because the game's patched, 
Mm-hmm. I, it's I, way harder too. Yeah. It can be harder. Yeah, because like I don't know. No, you know true. what I mean. It's like I, I look at these patch notes and I go, I, 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 it's a, there's a reason why I never try to draw any conclusions before a cast about a patch. I just don't know. No, or I true. could think something's a big deal and it's just nothing happens. So it's like, I mean, even pro gamers are at fault for this too. Like I made some calls on the uh, original time warp with Dan and Dan makes fun of me for still to this day about it. Yeah. You know, our time warp eventually had like a nerf where it would, it would take 75% um, attacking speed from whatever it was inside the circle. So yeah. basically if you throw it down on a bunch of spores, they shoot 75% of their normal speed. And I'm like, okay, that sounds insane. Right? Like, let's say I have my sky toss army. This was back when sky toss was really big. You remember people just sit there forever with spores. I'm like, right, right. You just throw a time warp down on the spores and attack, and that sounds sick, right? But it, it was never really used. So, I mean, that was a hypothesis I had that didn't turn out. And he still makes fun of me to this day about it. But, you know, like that just happens, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Things that make sense in your head don't necessarily play out the way you'd think they would. So, out of all the matchups in StarCraft 1 when you cast, what do you think is the one that you feel comes easiest to you? Or the, you There's a couple, actually. ZBP yeah. feels very like understandable yeah. like there, there's very clear goals for each race at certain points yeah that i can almost directly correlate to starcraft 2 even like the ling hydra attacks versus like not dying like i know this is highly simplified but you know oh, like course, hydra yeah. busts and stuff like that like i can totally understand that from a starcraft 2 perspective even though it's different it's totally different yeah uh even like the mid to late game like once we're getting to like the late game trans or fights mid game fights i would say where it's like Storms are dodging and Hydras are trying to like snipe off Templar and stuff. Like all this stuff I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even mutas are mutas are really intricate in in that matchup, which I feel like I understand as well. So, TVZ feels PVZ feels really good. Also, TVP feels very StarCraft two esque, but in a different way, where like um, Protoss is the Zerg player. Yeah, it's fascinating how Protoss operates in that. Where yeah. they kind of just like run around the map and gobble everything up. Yeah, so I can almost relate that, but in a different way. It's it's very strange that one race can correlate to another one in StarCraft Two, but it, it it actually has a lot of similarities if you look at it. Yeah, because that was the one thing that jumped out immediately when I was like, oh, you just keep taking an extra base over your Terran and you overwhelm them with like tactics and yeah, uh, recalls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So what, yeah, is, the, what, what is the hardest matchup? Uh, probably TVT and um, that's the hardest for me too. TVT actually. is really hard because it's it's really intricate, but it, it looks very basic too. Yeah. So even if you cast what you think you're casting right, it could be totally wrong, and you could be right at the, in the same way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's also just really hard to make interesting. I think as a commentator, sometimes like com- com- commentators have more than just one job of just commentating what's on the screen. There's also entertainment aspects and filling downtime and. You know, you can't always just be like, oh, yeah, this tank is sieging. This tank's unsieging, you know? Like, there, there's a really complex uh, thing to it. Um, fortunately, I'm usually casting with you guys, so it's not that hard. But, for example, I had Cadenzi one time, and she's not bad. She's really good. But when you're the lead on the downtime or on when you should when you should uh, play by play or when you should yeah. be entertaining, this all this stuff is really complex and hard. So that's this, this is the thing that immediately jumps out to me for complexity and hardness in commentary is TVT and when to fill and when not to fill but usually i have you guys so it's not that bad yeah tvt i gotta rely a little bit more on dan because he's a terran player in starcraft one it's just it's weird because there's so many different openings in that matchup and it is usually the longest matchup Mm. that and pvt Mm -hmm. so like it's really (laughs) yeah like uh, i don't know it's 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 hard to know Mm. what to call what And, and, and there's all this intricacies with like fighting with tanks in the middle of the map and i don't know 
TVT is a tough one. Yeah. ZBZ, I find easy. ZBZ, yeah. I also find easy too. <laughs> but it's also, it's such an explosive matchup. It, it can end so quickly. Mm-hmm. Usually, though, it does end on mistakes or on like, it's very obvious usually, right? You know what I right, mean? Right, right. Like, it's very rare that it's a subtle ZBZ loss where you're like, how did that happen? It's usually like a yeah. very big turning yeah. point, which I find really easy for me to, to understand. For example, like there's a Muta fight and one person comes ahead. They usually win the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like or, or the, someone runs into a scourge drones. or something like, well, that was a big mistake. Like, right, yeah. There's lots of like little things that can just end games in ZVZ. Um, it's really difficult when there's just not, when that doesn't happen, you know? Like, yeah. When it's yeah. just a, a straight up fight and you're like, why did this person win that fight? And yeah. there, there's a deeper meaning to it. And if you played the game a lot, you would you would have an immediate answer. But if you don't, it's really hard. Even in StarCraft 2, there's a lot of that. So I don't I don't uh, envy anybody who comes into commentary without playing the game a ton. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's gonna be fun though tomorrow. I yeah. think if we kind of take it's a different certain... for us tomorrow though too, because we're commentating the qualifiers. Right, right. And because it's such a long cast, I th- I think as long as we go into it having fun, there's no loser. I think also viewers are pretty forgiving. Yeah, like to be frank, we should not be doing a cast this long. But especially the KSL stuff too, because the KSL yeah. actually this has is a probably going to be a ten hour broadcast. Too. Which I can't believe we're still having to do this. But this is like <laughs> this is what's going down. So it's like, all right, I kind of like I do want to support Starcraft, and <laughs> but, I, I I will have a fun day doing it. But yeah, it's it's hard, yeah, um, to do a long day like that, especially when it's like not your game. It's, you know what it's I mean? Hard, but at the same time, um, one of my favorite commentary jobs I've ever done in my entire career was the twelve hour one with Dan because yeah. I learned so much. This was really early on in my Broodwork career, like I, if you want to call it a career. Like this probably was like one of the first, second or third casts. I think it was like one of the very early ones. Yeah. And I just learned so much. And I went into it with like the focus of I'm a StarCraft 2 player. Teach me what's going on kind of lens. Yeah. And it was very fun. It was very interesting. We're relating things to StarCraft 2. I think a lot of the viewership was StarCraft 2 as well. So it was really good for just a community mix, which I think should happen more with StarCraft 2 and Brood War. But yeah, it just depends on how the cast goes. I think as long as we have fun and it's not too serious, it's never a bad cast. It is weird that people are so tribal with StarCraft 1 or StarCraft 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's I so agree. fucking weird. It's really weird. Like, if everyone's like, having actually, fun, why you know is I don't even problem? like. When, I don't even like when people go like... Because you'll see this with StarCraft 2 casters going, StarCraft 2 is the best game and fuck other games. And it's just like... Yeah. No, fuck you. Yeah. What? How unsophisticated <laughs> do you have to be to have decided that you don't like or care about other games. Like, if you're into StarCraft at all, you have to have been such an open-minded person mm-hmm. to delve into this thing. Yeah. And if there's this much beauty in this one thing in the world, why is why are other things not also possibly interesting? Well, I think it some of it becomes elitism and, and, like, envy towards the smaller community or the easier games, I guess you could say. Yeah, or yeah, somehow they're 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 in contempt at like other for example, games. if you're if you're StarCraft two, we were at one point the top top dog, and I think yeah. people are there's a lot of people that want to hold on to that, and a lot of people that want to blame league or blame whatever. Or they have this like inferiority complex, or yeah, there's big inferiority. They're somehow complex. like worried that they're not in the biggest game, which I don't it's, even understand. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you've made a conscious decision to be a part of StarCraft, which is great, but why do you got to take the other people down that that don't? Yeah, it feels like you should be. Uh, more welcoming if you want to bring more people in which is i think everybody's goal yeah uh, i don't know it's interesting i mean when starcraft remastered was coming it was so crazy all these people that i know some of them i work with were like just saying crazy shit about starcraft one like before it came out about how like 
no one's going to play it and it's not good or other people are like it's going to kill Starcraft 2 and it's just like <laughs> you guys are just insane like <laughs> have we talked about um, what would happen if Starcraft 3 was released you okay, and I- here's what I think would happen I think it wouldn't impact Starcraft 1 at all at all <laughs> exactly I think it would be devastating to StarCraft 2. Exactly. And uh, people are probably going to be pissed at me for saying that, but I, th- I think it's that's out, true. No, but it's true, 100%. RTS people, minus the uh, the Koreans who just only play StarCraft 1. But I think even then, it would, it would would StarCraft 1 would take a hit for a little bit. Yeah. Um, all the people who play RTS games, we know that there's not a lot that come out. So let's say a StarCraft 3 comes out. Mm-hmm. Literally all casters and players and whether they're in Warcraft 3 over in China, mm. uh, they're playing StarCraft in Korea, or they're playing, let's say, StarCraft 2 in Europe or North America, everybody would go, all right, we got to get on board with StarCraft yeah, oh, of 3 course. for a little bit. Yeah, We got to see, we got to ride this one out and see what happens. So I think it would be very bad for StarCraft 2. But I, I think, I the think thing in is, the end, StarCraft 2's motto of like what it is yeah. doesn't really allow it to be a, a direct competitor for StarCraft 3. You know what I mean? Sure. Like Blizzard, if Blizzard puts a StarCraft 3 out, they, it wouldn't make any sense to support a StarCraft 2 esports scene and a StarCraft 3 esports scene because their esports in general is, is supposed to be advertising for the game uh, yeah. in general. And they're both competing with each other, but you're also on both of them. <laughs> so yeah. it, it would make sense to shift over their whole thing to StarCraft 3 and in hopes to bring more people into that because StarCraft 2 has run its course. It's 10 years old. And the way StarCraft 2 players are, I think, would also make sense for them to switch over. Because they're in such a heavy, um, heavily, I want to say, uh, subsidized game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense for them to switch over. It's not like Brood War. Brood War almost has a grassroots scene now, where everybody's almost figured a way to support themselves to some extent. And now more supports come in, but most people made it on their own for a long time, right? Or they just made it because they liked the game, or they just played it because it was fun, or nostalgia, or whatever. Brood right? War has a really robust streaming scene. In, in well, Korea. now, now, yeah, yeah on, on uh, Africa TV. So, like, the people don't know this. I think if you only use Twitch, but StarCraft 1 is still one of the most watched games for streams. Way numbers. bigger than StarCraft 2 here. Way yeah, bigger. yeah. But it's just, it's only, it's on a different. I, I, some people might even not know this, but Africa TV is actually a competitor to Twitch. It's, it's a, another streaming platform, but we put GSL, that show, on Twitch, Twitch yeah. because the global audience is so big. Um, but uh, well, there's a uh, reason why ASL isn't on Twitch as all, you know? right? Right. Um, <laughs> like, so basically, they're fighting um, to try to with ASL to try to get enough uh, global viewership. It hasn't actually. It has not done well though. It, it, yeah. They've not really succeeded in that. It seems like uh, uh, non-Koreans just want to use Twitch. It's weird too because there actually should be competing platforms. Like, remember when Mixer came out? Yeah. I mean, was, how's Mixer doing? Do we know? I have no idea. <laughs> Ninja signed with Mixer. They're owned by Microsoft, right? I mean, they have to be doing well enough. Like, if they have Ninja or whatever, like, they have to be. Well, they're probably the, not a... the goal is they probably gave Ninja a couple million dollars, and then they're hoping that they can vacuum his audience onto their platform. It'd have to be some insane number. You think a couple million? It'd have to be an insane number. 10 million? I don't know. These are just, like, numbers I'm putting I feel out like there. even 10 million is low. If you hey, think Ryan, about can it, you Google how much Ninja got? I don't even know if it's a, that's a public thing, but I would have to imagine it'd be 50 million. Something like that. Fifty million. If you think about how much he makes a month on Twitch, and can you be my agent, man? I love how you're talking. I mean, it would to, be insane. It have to be. People, insane. Here's the thing: people should want some competition to, to Twitch. Yeah, of course. I it, mean, this is sort of you, you. You don't 
generally want a monopoly. Like you want to have Samsung and Apple battling to make better phones because if one of them just does it, then they can slack off, you know? Yeah. Um, I honestly think Twitch has had a monopoly for too long already. Yeah. Like, well, there's a lot of um, weird contract stuff that they should not get away with, I think, on Twitch. Like what? Like a lot of exclusivity with partners and a lot of like... There's just a lot of partner cuts that are questionable. The weird thing was the exclusivity. I, I'm pretty sure you can't stream on YouTube if, you, if you're a Twitch streamer. Um, you could just get banned from Twitch. Like that oh, you, kind of stuff. Or unpartnered or whatever. There's a lot of um, exclusivity stuff that just feels weird because there should be cross-platform stuff. But huh, I didn't know about that. I know one problem that, that people have encountered with Twitch is when they're trying to do shows. I believe this actually happened with, with KSL. Is they were they've been treating shows like they're streamers. Mm. So they're like, we want you to stream for this many hours. But like when you do a show, it's like, well, the show is just going to be the show. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, that formula, like we want this many hours. It doesn't really work. Uh, yeah. It's just like, well, I mean, I mean, part of the reason why this is going to be a 10 hour cast tomorrow, I believe is because of that. Yeah. That's you know, strange. The, the requirements that Twitch had for that, where it's like, well, this is not even technically, this is bad for the show. If it's 10 hours it long, this, yeah. yeah, this is just sort of when an odd thing. Are How are you along? supposed to enjoy the entire show unless you have 10 hours? I mean, that's a, literally an entire person's day. Right. Um, well, they, they're, there's a lot of random stuff, though. Like, they, they well, to be honest, they haven't had any um, competition really for a long time. Like, you could argue YouTube. But yeah. even like their banning policies and like feel very arbitrary in some situations, like where people get banned and don't get banned for almost on well, popularity. I almost sense. think in their defense, I mean, Twitch is like the wild west of the internet in a lot of ways. Sure. I mean, it used to be that like 4chan was kind of like the place where controversy happened. I guess it, <laughs> I guess it still is. Um but you know, it's a message board. Yeah. Right? And it's I think it's easier to regulate messages on a board, but when you have people streaming videos of I mean, basically anything, right? Anything, yeah. And then there's chat rooms where I mean, at the rate at which language evolves and memes grow, mm-hmm. it's so hard to police yeah, any I mean, it is. thing. I mean, it's just, um, well, Twitch has you... incentives to not ban people, right? Based off of popularity. Like, for example, let's say Ninja did some crazy stuff. Crazy. Like, like he... go to Mixer? <laughs> no, 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 well, no. like, okay, for example, Dr. Disrespect filming, I think he filmed a bathroom where there was like a 12-year-old peeing or something like that. I guarantee you if you're a smaller tumor, you're done. You're banned forever. Well, yeah, I mean, but the thing is... is you're like, never going to ban Dr. Disrespect forever because that's like an insane income revenue stream for you. Like, you actually right. make a ton of money yeah. off of Dr. Disrespect. Hey, Ryan, did you find how much Ninja made? No idea. no idea? Okay, I thought maybe it was somewhere in some news article or something. I mean, was so like that Dr. Disrespect thing. By the way, I love him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I, when, when, when I, I remember the day I found Dr. Disrespect and I'm like... This guy's a fucking genius. He's a genius, yeah, for streamer. And he's actually made him... I, I think he's made his job incredibly difficult because he is a a character. Yeah. He's it's playing a character, play a character. But he's good. Like, when you watch him play, he's actually really... He's really sick. He's really good at what he's doing. But, I mean, he's he's even playing with sunglasses on. <laughs> I mean, right. that's crazy. Yeah. Playing a character. Um, and, I mean, his character is, of course, over the top. Kind of a... Uh, 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 homage to the 80s 80s action mm. heroes were you know it was all about manliness and uh mustaches and mullets were okay you know this whole <laughs> this whole world 
Um, I mean, he's, he's got it down perfectly to like the soundtrack that he plays and his, he was one of the, I think he was actually the first guy that was really using green screens in a creative way. Yeah. Even his transitions and stuff are very, you know, different from most streamers. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy is absolutely a genius. I mean, I guess he probably shouldn't have gone to the bathroom, but I personally did not lose any respect for him. No, at all. I didn't either. I'm just th- like, I, I want him to just do whatever, man. He's so funny. <laughs> I honestly um, blame the cameraman. I'm like, like, why? Why would the cameraman just follow him in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. I uh, guess there's also this issue where it's like, okay, yeah, I guess technically going into the bathroom and there are literally people urinating in there. Yeah. I guess that, that that's an obvious... There's nothing Twitch can do either. They're just like, all right. Well, you yeah. Gotta, it, it just feels arbitrary. But I guess it has to be too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's hard. Twitch. I think it's hard for Twitch. It's, it's definitely I, I, hard for I, Twitch. I do. I know people get mad at him, but I do feel like... This is really hard yeah. to to I to, to manage and they need like really straightforward guidelines, but at the same time, that can, you can't really have that because there's so many possibilities. Well, there's also been a lot of um kind of ethical questions coming up in Silicon Valley in general, like with uh there have been a ton That's like a with Twitter point. and like you know are conservative people being banned, banned more yeah. often than than uh, liberal people. Like you can have uh, racist people will say something racist and, and one person's banned, but another person's not. Yeah. Um, interpretation of certain interpre- words. Yes. Yeah. And, like, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to moderate. Yeah. I mean, even like Twitter is in a really hard spot, I think for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because there's basically censoring free speech, but at the same time, you kind of have to, to some extent. It, yeah. It's I mean, really complicated. The, the argument, because there's consumers on the other end, right? Well, it's also like, I mean, if I had some, you know, some tweet, you know, kill all Koreans or something like that, it's like, well, this is obviously this is a call to violence, right? Right. This is uh, like, there's nothing good about that. Right. You would, you would never have that. Like Twitter be like, okay, well, this is free speech. Let's leave it. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Like we, we don't really have full freedom of speech, right? Like you, you can't go out and, you know, make hate crimes and, and just, I don't believe you're allowed to. No. Well, I mean, so. But I don't know. <laughs> it's well, it's, it's, very, it's, it's very complicated. complicated. Yeah. It's also more complicated when you get into a global perspective, right? Yeah. Because like country, Twitter country. is. I saw this tweet a long time ago. It was from some comedian. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was so good. It said, "Twitter is for telling dick jokes and starting revolutions." <laughs> you know, That's like a good quote. It, like it, there, there's so many revolutions that have happened on Twitter. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you like having a Twitter account? I mean, I'm not big enough to not like it, I think, you know, like all the people that interact with me on Twitter, my fans or friends or whoever, like, I, I find people I have a are couple really haters, nice to me but, on Twitter. Yeah. You know. People are just so not, but the thing is, I actually hate social media. Yeah. I, I guess when StarCraft 2 first came up, people were just awful, but now it's like, right. I don't know. Well, I think we're in a different light than you used to be, right? I guess if you're, if you're following me now, you're probably just more used to me. And you're more of a StarCraft fan, but possibly back then you were just an esports person or yeah, whatever. Yeah, some gamer person. Also, there was a lot of jealousy back then. Like when everyone, because everyone was blowing up at that time. Yeah, like, that's true. There's, I feel like jealousy is the number one thing that, that um, comes off on social media, right? Like as soon as yeah. someone's doing something good, it's just like one person like, fuck you, you're a t- piece of trash. Like you're the worst human being ever. And it's like, well, that's weird. Dude. I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to try. I don't want this person's identity getting out there, but it's, it's worth telling. Basically, this person who talked a lot of shit, like super toxic, mm-hmm. not even like obnoxious or annoying. Like they were actually saying really <laughs> shitty, awful things to people on Twitter. Uh, in this really weird circumstance, I ended up getting to meet this person. <laughs> okay. Right. With Dan. 
And if we knew that we were going to meet him beforehand, so we're like, okay, what's this person going to be like? Mm-hmm. You know? And this guy was some, we met him and it was like, I, I, Dan Wait, said before, it, Dan, before, before yes. we get in this, I feel like there's very easy predictions on, on what this guy would be like. Yes, go ahead. He's either the worst human being ever or he's completely different. <laughs> you know, like this person was the most pathetic human being. Okay. <laughs> I was going like, to say. Dan turned and looked at me as the guy went to me. He said, why do we ever care about what someone would say about us on the internet? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. you look at this guy and you go, well, this guy is, you know, looks awful, no social skills, mm-hmm. like no, no hygiene. Right. You know, personal just hygiene. care. You're just like, oh, <laughs> your life's awful. You know what I mean? This is, this is, and you're, it's so bad that you are lashing out at strangers that you see. <laughs> that you don't even know. That you don't know. Right. And, 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 and sending them personal attacks. I mean, if you think about it, what would you have, what would you have to be doing in your life to make personal attacks on people you don't know? Something's not going right. Right. You know what I mean? And there's like, if you're doing your own thing and you're having a good life, I don't see any point in stopping and being like oh well fuck that guy i don't like him <laughs> even well, what, if you don't even if you don't like, like you can totally have an opinion like i don't particularly like this person's casting that's totally fine yeah i'm not a fan of this you know band or something yeah i don't like it's more music, about like going out of your way to voice the fact that you don't and in a toxic way too not even constructive like what are you doing <laughs> like you don't have anything else to do on a, on a friday or a saturday or whatever day it is but how much are you on social media because you strike me as a, a very well-adjusted person uh, I think I'm healthily on it where like I check my message. I don't tweet every day and I tweet when I need to yeah. grow a brand or grow something that I'm doing or, you know, want people to watch, but I don't tweet like, Oh, I had this sandwich for this breakfast or whatever. Yeah. And I very, I feel like I'm very good at taking criticism when it's well warranted. I think I know when criticism is warranted and not. Yeah. So, and I also know when people are just being dicks and yeah. not. Yeah. So I, I think I've, made a healthy you know relationship with twitter and instagram or whatever and i did that intentionally because i knew what my career intended or entails rather do you use facebook no <laughs> yeah me too so this is what i find fascinating you don't use facebook either ryan facebook. i mean like facebook is okay like, so i use it to I talk to my mom yeah i keep it because i have like family members in america yeah that's that, it like reason. there's I don't have their phone numbers even. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like cousins that I've, you know, seen maybe once or twice in the last like 10 years or something. Like at a wedding or a funeral or something like that. I don't want to, but I don't update my Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't check Facebook. And let me tell you something, man. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I feel, I don't know why this is. I feel psychologically so much more sane not checking Facebook. Now, Twitter, I feel like I go crazy if I look at it too much, and I really try to basically just not. Do you think use that it if you, look at it. if well, it's literally a part of our jobs to some extent to, to right, use right, Twitter? Right. If it had no affiliation with your career, would you use it? If it was like Nick Plot and it had nothing to do with your career, like if I'm like some pot farmer and yeah, if you're in like just, Oregon <laughs> and I just like I, I'm, I'm off the grid, yeah, and, and I don't need Twitter, yeah, you're, I wouldn't use you're it. You're just Nick Plot. No, I would. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, it, yeah, it. I think I wouldn't either. Because I don't really gain anything from it, from it. I mean, maybe news purposes I would, but even then, I, I don't see myself using it. Yeah, for the thing news. is, it's easy to like, follow the news. I use it for news purposes on esports to some extent, but not for anything else. So I really don't see any consumable necessity it's, for it's Twitter. It's like for us in our jobs, like, and I, I, I've actually been trying actively to tweet a little bit more. Yeah. Like I tweeted, I went to the Joker movie. I, saw like, I didn't have to do that, but I was like, <laughs> well, this is something I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I, I just... I don't feel the need to share 
everything <laughs> everything with every like like this podcast i'm making to share with people yeah right like this is something for people is i'm like this is for you yeah this I'm, is different though too yeah i think this is a more healthy way well like this is something of, we sit down and we're like we want to we want to share thoughts on things <laughs> also i just find like for instance with twitter it's like well you can't really say that much right in in the amount of characters which is fine i think twitter's an incredible tool yeah for the world but it is a specific purpose there's also something weird about the juxtaposition of like uh, this tweet sharing this meme and then this breaking news about a war. Right, right, right. And then someone saying, my self-esteem isn't very good today. And, you know, it's like this weird... It's, it's like a tier system where I would like to block like certain aspects yeah, it's of like, <laughs> it, I mean, this is why I think Reddit's been so successful is I can go to like... R slash StarCraft. Yeah, or like if I want to go to like... I, I, I One of my guilty pleasures is I go to R slash cringe. Okay, yeah, I like that too. I like that every once in a while. Occasionally, when it's late at night, I'm like, let's go see what's on our cringe, <laughs> or like on a, a public freakout. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll occasionally go and, and look at that stuff, but it's like I don't want to just see stuff on our cringe just randomly, right? You know what I mean? No, you're in the mood for some consumer consuming something, right? I've been having some problem on Twitter where these you know these accounts that all retweet each other, mm. and they're usually like memes. There's some surgery account that keeps that. We'll just show it'll show like a human beating heart oh, or like nice. some operation happening and it just comes up in my that's fun and i just i, I i'm like I, i'm not one of those people that can like watch like beheading videos yeah like i can't i watched one of those once and i was never again no i yeah i, I had this worst uh, experience of my life when, when i was, I was a, 14 oh no i when i was a kid there was this uh i think it was called faces of death can you can you google this i'm not, I'm not gonna watch it. i just want to see if the name's correct faces of death was this video they released hmm. of and it was just like people dying people yeah it was like people getting shot or hmm. you know people being hit by a train it's just it's somehow uh. <laughs> they packaged this all together and then sold it hmm. and like this was somehow not illegal there was another thing called bum fights which was like some fucking sociopaths were like paying bums to fight <laughs> like homeless people excuse me to fight each other or just do awful things to themselves um I mean, there was a subreddit and, for a while. It's like r slash people die or whatever. Oh, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't handle that. I, I saw those videos and it mm. like traumatized me. Like I, I don't want to watch yes. that stuff. And this Twitter account keeps <laughs> popping. These tweets could come up with just like organs or like someone, someone's <laughs> with their head open and they're like operating on a brain. And I'm like, why is yeah, this? That's, <laughs> I keep reporting it too and it's not going away. Like, I don't weird. want to see this, but in these like circle jerk retweet accounts mm. they I, I just it keeps popping up man right it like freaks me <laughs> out i didn't know that this about you yeah i just i know so what about like needles or blood or like drawing blood does that ever bother you it used to but when i got the stem cell treatment for my hand they kept they had to draw like so much blood out of my arms because they were i also right. had what is it called i think it's called prp injections i think I might need you to Google it. Is that correct? PRP injections? Okay. Um, yeah, where they take your blood out and then they spit it in a centrifuge. Uh, and then they <laughs> inject it back into you. That's strange. Um, it separates something from the blood? I don't know, man. It's like some stuff like sorcerers do. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't really <laughs> understand what it is. Or what? The doctor explained it to me, but it was in Korean. And I'm like, well, my Korean's not that good to understand this. So <laughs> I kind of was like, I was like, nay, nay. Okay. <laughs> like, Korea, Korea. Like, uh, I, I don't, I, I didn't fully get it. But um the uh um they had to draw so much blood that it mm. didn't i just ended up getting used to it i was going in every week and they were shooting my hands up with uh the stuff yes. so it doesn't bother me anymore i think dan dan does not like needles i believe 
Huh. Doug, what, what about you? Do you do you find? I, I don't mind it that much, I guess. I mean, like, I'm nobody's a fan of needles, right? Like, no, nobody wants to go and get a needle in their hand. It's more yeah. about the pain, but that's not really a thing, right? Like, it, it stings, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay. I would not say I have a fear of blood or needles or anything. I do not like watching surgeries and stuff either, but I can watch them. I just don't particularly like it. Yeah, it freaks me out. I don't know. Um, I forgot I had a, I had a thing. Porn is allowed on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's that's fascinating. That's I always they're just fine I, with I, it. I never get porn on my Twitter feed ever until I I shouldn't have it. You know what I mean? Like I'll never get it when I'm sitting at home playing StarCraft. I'm scrolling through it. I'll get it when I'm at work or I'm like at a meeting and I'm yeah. Looking it'll at my happen Twitter to me when I'm when I'm on like the the train and there's like yeah on the train. I'm, I'm like sitting why between now? two old ladies and I'm just scrolling. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I mute those people. Meet. I'm like why? <laughs> like yeah. why? Why are we retweeting porn? I don't get it. Like that has to be one of the least tasteful things. I ever. don't even understand how it's it's like for instance, pornography is is banned in Korea. Now that being said, if you needed to watch porn, you could get a VPN. Or, it's not like it's a, it's yeah. un, unobtainable you don't get here. Yeah, um, but how is it that porn it just shows up on my Twitter feed if I'm in Korea? Yeah, I don't know how that works either. You know, I was here the day porn got banned. You were. I was here the day. I remember that day. That was my 9-11, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you want to know why? You want to know how I found out? Because I was trying to watch porn that day. And I'm like, what? And I actually tweeted it out. I was like, is porn banned in Korea? Like, is anybody else like unable to get porn? Like, mm. yeah. That website's kind of scary, too. If you see it the first time, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, all right. The government's like not yeah, letting me like, you access can't this do website. This. Like, all right. It's crazy. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Sure. Why is it that you, me and Ryan, who's recording this, we live in a foreign country. Why is it that we are okay not using Facebook? Hmm. Cause a lot of the people that I know that use Facebook, it's like they're still in their hometowns. And I think we're less connected to our communities. And I think Facebook is more of a community thing than yeah. what it used to be. Like for example, most of my Facebook friends, I would say over 50% of them are high school friends or people that yeah. grew up in my town. But all these people I'm so disconnected from now because I've moved away that yeah. I don't really have any need to check up on who's having babies over there or who's fucking who or whatever, right? Because right, it right. really is so disconnected from me. I'm more connected with the people that are immediately around me. So that's more, you know, you guys, Twitter or whatever. Yeah. This is all more immediate to me than Facebook. And I think that's probably similar with both of you guys. I also guess it's like, I don't want to share. Like, Facebook doesn't seem to have, I guess you can modify this, but mm. it doesn't have any proper filter for me where it's like, I only want these people to see this. Right. It's like, I would have to go through my entire Facebook and then decide how close I am to each of these people and, and what I want to share. Like, mm -hmm. if, if, if I'm showing i don't know like photos of my my house or, or, or a night out of drinks or, or a dinner do i really want to show that to everybody i've ever <laughs> known which is basically what facebook or is anyone now. who googles you <laughs> i mean yeah it's just i don't know yeah don't and know, at least with just... twitter it's it clearly is i guess facebook was intended to like connect people like communities and family members exactly. but also people you work with um where Twitter, it's like very clear. It's like, no, this is everything. If you, yeah, if you tweet something, you're expecting everyone to see And it. you can't share too much on Twitter. Right. With Facebook, it can be nauseating. The lines get How self-indulgent people can get. And also, like, the way people can self-immolate on mm. Facebook is crazy. Like, you ever seen something on Facebook where you're like, 
you should not have posted that. Yeah, how do you think that's a good thing how to How do post? you think that's a good right. thing to share with everybody you've ever known? That, that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, even on Twitter, though, sometimes I think that, too. I'm like, people how can you are possibly so dumb on Twitter, man. It's so crazy. Honestly, like when people, there's just so many people that put out random shit that it's just like, why would you ever put that out in hindsight? Like, well, did you not think for, like, two seconds about what you were posting? Yeah. Like, there's just so much of it. And it, I'm amazed. Like, and there's these are all people with public communities and, like, people that are, you know... Yeah, have a following. I'm like, why would you ever? Like, this happens so much. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. I almost feel like people need to, like, in school or something, need to be educated about social media, because it's like this thing we just have now. Yeah, and it's just here, and everybody's using it. Um, I think we will eventually have that happen. Like one thing I've I've seen is like, uh, you know, people when they're people that are wanted a job and didn't get it. Or, or, or they want to work with a game company and all they're doing is shitting on how dumb the game designers are or how, ba- right. how bad the game is. And how it's like, these people have the same internet as you. <laughs> I mean, it's your right to say that, right? But you have to understand if you like, you know, badmouth this company that didn't hire you or you're trying to get hired and you're talking shit. It's like, yeah. well, I don't understand what you're doing. Like, what what is it? it it's, it's funny that, that people don't see, um, especially when it's public public shaming right yes like there are people that make reddit threads about how they don't like blizzard that work and work with blizzard and i'm like well what happens if you want to work at riot or anywhere else and this yeah comes no it's, it's like and, it, and this is not us saying like don't rag on publishers it's just like but if you but i mean like have a connection with the if, publisher yeah like <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like if i have a uh, uh, some kind of issue um let's say i'm worried about something involving the state of starcraft 2 i would just text the people at blizzard talk to them yeah like i'm connected with them i've seen people who have connections with blizzard or other places and they're like instead they're yeah, like airing a Reddit thread or something it's, like, well, it's just, it's just <laughs> I, I don't understand I, I find it odd I, I, it's like who are you talking to on reddit who's going to come up with the answer here yeah but this happens so much too i, like, I don't get it i mean i guess it's just, there's just like not enough awareness of your where you are as a like who you depend on as a person like there are people that clear, you clearly depend on for your living. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody has this. Uh, maybe not, I don't know, Bezos or somebody. But yeah. everybody here has like somebody or someone that, that has control over your means of living. And again, it's it's your right to say it. I just am surprised that people have put out stuff there and then they're shocked if like, oh, if it, if this company happens, doesn't want to work with yeah. me anymore. And this is like with all, I mean, all walks of life. You know, it's like these people have the same internet as you. I've seen people who have just talked shit on me on the internet and i'm like i can see that like i've worked with you but why are you doing that yeah. if you have a problem with me like you have talk my phone you, i'm yeah. like you just you can talk to me it's just this is weird this is weird and now it's out there and everybody can see it yeah and it doesn't look good for you right you know what i mean it's just it's, it's odd um yeah. well listen man i really appreciate you uh doing this podcast i've sprung on you that's no, no problem um they actually i have to record the intro and outro now for uh spags podcast that we did <laughs> um i don't know when this one's going to air we might just keep this one for a little bit yeah, it's just not keep it it's totally fine yeah and Any day. just drop it uh whenever i hope you guys enjoyed that that was fun sitting down with jake thanks again uh, jake for you know doing that and letting me spring that on you totally out of nowhere um again if you want to hear the uh, after show just support us on patreon and uh we'll give you access to that um I don't know, man. I don't know if there's anything else I have to say. I got a lot of casting coming up here. WCS is just around the corner, and then I'm going to be at BlizzCon. Uh, are we going to release one more podcast before I go to BlizzCon? I think we would, right? 
I think we will. Yeah, I think we will. Okay, so this won't be the last one. But anyways, guys, be good to each other. I love you guys. Um, oh, and we have to talk about the $100 Patreon support. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, can we read those names off now? I believe it is uh, Rohit Sinbadi, Charlie Sheever, and John Kernicky. Guys, thank you, all three of you, for supporting us. The money that is donated here is going to go back into to make the podcast better. So cameras, mics, all that stuff. So it's really appreciated. Um, this podcast was produced by State, artwork by Alarise, music by Mark Lentz. Uh, I'll see you guys again soon. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>